Hey friends, welcome to the She Sounds Like Me podcast. We're your hosts, Rachel Leigh Hoffman. And I'm Sila Grace Hoffman. We're a mama-daughter duo that works together, plays together, and tries to figure out this crazy world together. <laughs> yeah, mom. And we're super grateful you could join us today. This is the She Sounds Like Me podcast. She sounds like me. 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 Welcome to the She Sounds Like Me podcast. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold up, Mom. Before we get this party started, we gotta let them know the goods first. Friends, if you like what you hear, subscribe to this podcast on your chosen platform. Give us a five-star review or join our conversation online at She Sounds Like Me on the socials and at SheSoundsLikeMe.com. Okay, Mom, now let's get to it. <laughs> let's get to it. All right, Sila, here we go. Cheers to bravery. Cheers to bravery. There you go, my dear. Cheers. Cheers. To bravery. To bravery. Who's the bravest person you know? You. What? For real? Cool. Dad likes to say that, um, well, he gives a, a cool example. There's, there's a show that used to be on called Fear Factor. And it happens to be with... Probably the most podcast hoster in the world used to be the uh, the host of this show, Joe Rogan, Daddy's hero. Well, besides Jocko, but that's a different story. Yes. And Dad would say that um, I was like the girl on Fear Factor that would get into a cage filled with cockroaches. They they had this. Okay, let me back up. They had this this show called Fear Factor, and if you conquered your fears. You could win like a million dollars or something. Don't quote me on that because I have no idea. But it was like a lot of money. But you had to go through these massive challenges. Mm-hmm. And on this one episode, this girl, and it was like, it's like a partnership, I think, where it's like a husband and wife duo or boyfriend and girlfriend or girlfriend and girlfriend duo or whatever. And so this one episode, they sit in a... In like a plexiglass box, like almost like a coffin, but that means it's like clear plastic where you could see inside it. And then they like they lay in there and then they dump like all kinds of crazy stuff on these people. It's like one of their their usual challenges. And if you can make it for like however the time is, then you advance to the next round or you like win all the money or whatever. And dad used to say that I'm the girl that lays in the coffin, terrified of bugs and gets all the cockroaches dumped all over and is just freaking out, like in my skin, just freaking out, screaming at the top of my lungs, wah, going cold, totally crazy, 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 and does it anyway and makes it because that's what kind of crazy I am. I wouldn't call it crazy. It would be like brave or determined if it was my book. But yes. <laughs> I would not have bugs dumped on me, I would have something else, but I don't want to get into that right now. Yeah, but you're the kind of same kind of brave in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. If I it was a scared of bugs, I would do that. You're not scared of bugs, though. No, I am I am like the only person, um, like the only person, all of my friends are scared of worms. I go outside, I dig some holes, find a worm, hold it in my hand. Yeah, just to show them it's not <laughs> scary, it's nature, right? Yes. So you're not freaked out by worms? You're not freaked out by like, 
Doobie Roaches. Well, that's totally true. But we'd have to explain what that is. Uh, it's a type of bug. It's a little tiny baby roach, but they shed. They like they morph every once in a while, and their first morph they turn white. Their second morph they turn back, but they're bigger. And their last morph they turn into big, scary daddy and mommies that I still absolutely hate. Yeah, but why do we know even know about these things? Because I have a pet bearded dragon. Right. <laughs> What's the dragon's name? Rocky. <laughs> Rocky the dragon. And he eats... Dubia roaches. He eats dubia roaches. And, yeah. When I first saw them, I was like, oh, they are so cute. The roaches? Yeah. Are you crazy? No, I'm not crazy. They are so cute. <laughs> at first, not. But at, like, very first, I was like, that's ugly. I didn't. I don't want to be doing this. Then I got used to them, and I'm like, I'm putting one on my finger. You kind of, like, desensitized yourself to And that. then I saw those giant big guys, and I think I'm just scared of them because one popped out of the bag when I got them. Oh. <laughs> okay, but to be fair, these roaches don't. They don't climb up smooth surfaces, and they don't fly, so they're easy to contain when you're feeding something like a lizard. But this goes back to the earlier point I was going to make. Like, some people aren't even down with lizards or reptiles in general. Yes. And you're a big fan. Yes. I want a snake next. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. I had snakes when I was a kid, too. And you also had a hedgehog. I did. I had a hedgehog. And snakes and uh, the weird stuff. Yes. Well, we like to keep it interesting. Yes, we do. We should have a whole conversation about cool pets like that. Yes, we should. And some of the weird stuff that happens with our pets. Yes. But today we're talking about bravery, uh, uh, bravery, bravery and adventure. Yes. A little bit. And there's some things that have been coming up lately for us that require some bravery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also, a really cool situation happened the other day when we visited, at a distance, some friends in North Carolina who were doing stand-up paddleboarding. Do you remember this? Yes. With, um, our, with our friends. Yeah, and it was the first time—it wasn't the first time we—it was the first time you and I did stand-up paddleboarding together. But yes. when we were camping, like, the weekend before, you— you jumped on the a paddleboard, a stand-up paddleboard from the people at the neighboring campsite. Yes. Of course, I'm in a hammock reading a book. I know you're playing with them, but I don't know their parents. And next thing I know, you're... I mean, you came and asked permission. It's not like I'm a total noob and wasn't paying attention. <laughs> but next thing I know, I look out there and you're standing on a stand-up paddleboard with a life vest on. Yes. Just paddling away with this other parent. And their kid, which is super cool and brave. You're brave in a lot of ways. Like your bravery is a lot with people, Mm -hmm. right? Which is really awesome because I like how, um, well, I kind of wish there was a big fat ounce of stranger danger. And there is. You're cautious. But I think you can also, you're like intuitive enough where you can feel someone's good intention and energy and and can make a calculated decision very quickly whether or not they're good or Strange danger, alarm, alarm, alarm. Right. Anyway, and we we do, we make those decisions together. 
But and so you had you let's get back to the stand up paddleboard situation, because I think there's something really cool there. We went out on this lake, beautiful day with a friend that had already been in this area before. But you and I hadn't gone stand up paddleboarding together on this same paddleboard. If if you don't know, a stand up paddleboard is like a. It's like a canoe, but it's like like a a surfboard and a canoe. Yes. Had a baby. Yes, but it's like a big flat board um, that has like a fin on the back, and you take you stand up on it, and you take an oar and you you paddle one oar on, and you paddle each side, and you there's some complicated ways you have to paddle to get places. Right, and but the biggest part of that is balance. Yes, one false move, and your boat flips. Yeah, blue, blue. Yeah. But That's you have why a, you never want to be stranded in the middle of deep water. Right, but you also never want to go out without a life, a life vest. Exactly. So we had life vest. Totally calm waters. Beautiful day. Yes. And you wanted to ride with me, which was a smart decision on your part. Because yes. um, I don't know if Dad would have let you do this, right? But at some point, after I got comfortable, you asked to... I, I asked to start paddleboarding, and you said no. Because you were scared. Yeah, I was. I was scared that we. I was scared that you would tip us. Yes. And I just didn't feel like getting wet. To be honest, I wasn't even like scared of the water. I just didn't want to deal with getting wet and then like being cold and getting all cleaned up and all this. But I thought I saw in your eye that you were a little determined, and I didn't want to. I didn't want to miss this opportunity for greatness. Yes. So we got. We we started to paddle, and then you slowly stored, started to slowly sit down, and you gave me the oar, and I started to paddle. And sure enough, we got to the shore. I kept paddling and paddling and paddling, and we didn't tip. Yeah, you crushed it. Yes. And then, after we got to the shore, I asked you if I could do a little bit of paddleboarding by myself, right in through, like, the, the cove. Little, yes. Yeah, and I, I really, as as a parent, I really doubted whether or not that was a good idea. For a lot of some of the same reasons I just mentioned, like, I didn't, I couldn't get out, I needed to get out of my own head, right? I knew, I knew that was happening. Like, my fear of being annoyed or, like, inconvenienced yes. was almost going to stop your ability for adventure and stop. And prevent you from sparking bravery and supporting the bravery in your heart. Yes. For doing something really cool. Yes. And and like a cool first. So you asked Dad if this was a good idea, and he said, sure. He said, uh, (laughs) I think think he, 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 uh, sure. And then I think we made him a little nervous because I, I think Dad knows that if I'm asking it in that sense, I value his opinion very much. But it it may be that I've already made a decision and I'm just kind of looking for approval. Yes. I wanted him to back my play for sure. And yes. Dad does. And he would tell me if it's like not like way, way, way not a good idea. But what we had done was very quickly, like parents do, we analyzed the risk Mm-hmm. And then determined whether or not it was a risk that we were willing to take at the I time. I mean, the biggest thing that could happen was 
I'd get run over by a boat, but there were no boats right there. Oh, my gosh. That's terrifying. Of course, that's the absolute worst case that I don't even want to think of. I'm, gosh, I'm sad that you... But other than that, the only thing that could happen is I get a little wet. I mean the re- the real risk. I, if that if that could have been if it was a busy lake, we absolutely wouldn't have not been doing that. But there was no boats in At the all. cove that we were in. So yeah, like that's like way the worst thing. But if we were out on a busy day, there's like that wouldn't have been happening. That would have been a risk. I would have said absolutely not. We're not taking that. But knowing that they, we were in this like cove and it was all calm. And- it was chill. Yeah. So. We decided, I said, okay, because really the worst thing that would have happened was you would have been stranded. Or not stranded, but like you could have fallen in with your life vest on and you're a good swimmer, but the life vest would have helped you until me or dad could swim out to you and grab you and get you back on the board and then pull you back in. And largely I was thinking this is a total possibility, but a calculated risk I was willing to take because I saw that you were determined and you were showing and displaying focus and you were being calculated in your actions when we were on the boat together. Yes. Or we were on the board together. Yes. So you let me do it and I started to paddle out to the end of the dock area. And you were like, come back, Sila," And I'm like, I'm trying. And I was <laughs> paddling this way, but I was going this way. So I started this way. I was going this way. But then I ended up turning around. And so I went, so I had to go around the board, the, around the, the last dock and go to the other side of the beach. And then you, you were like, it's going to be hard for us to get the paddle over the bridge. So can you try to get to the other side? And I was like, sure. Started paddling back. <laughs> and I got, sure enough, I turned around again. And I had to come back to the that the side with the last dock. So you met some challenges along the way. But I got a little scared in the middle because I'm like, am I going to make it back? I gotta go. I gotta go. Yeah, but you met your challenges and then you overcame them by your own self-confidence. Yes. And you knew that you had a probably big responsibility on your shoulders, but that it was worth kind of going after and, and, and checking out for yourself. Yes. Very cool. And so when you were done doing that, when you came back and we got you into shore, how did you feel about your accomplishment? I felt great. I felt like I had reached my accomplishment and I felt like I could now paddleboard. Yeah, like you were really proud of yourself. I mean, I feel like you were really beaming that whole day because you did something totally new and different and you proved to yourself that you're stronger and braver than you thought. And that and then it probably I felt really good that I that I trusted the situation enough to let it be what it needed to be for what you needed. And I kind of got out of my own way as a parent and allowed you that sense of adventure. So I asked you when we were done, do you remember what I asked you? No. I said, next time we have an experience like this. Oh, yeah. You remind me sometimes my my um, sensitivity and scaredness is overpowered by my bravery. Your, ba- your bravery. My bravery. Yeah. That's, act- that's actually exactly what I said. And that was a while ago. Nice. I'm glad that that's resonating with you and sticking with you because it's important. Because I, I only need, like, a small reminder, and then I'm like, 
I know the idea. <laughs> Great. So there's that. And now we've got a couple other things that are going to ask for some bravery on your part. Mm-hmm. We're getting ready to go to the dentist. This Wednesday. Yeah. We got a cavity. <clears throat> and there are some nerves that happen with that. We've already talked about anxiety, so you know what's feeling yes. in, your, in your soul. But we recently read a book like literally last night, a book that we've been reading. And I wanted to talk to you about it because I think we had a little bit of an I, aha moment. This is the one. Yeah, so we read a, we've we been reading a book recently because we like lizards. A lot. And, <laughs> and this is a sweet book, um, but a long one, called Matilda Bright and Tender by the authors Holly M. McGee from Candlewick Press. A beautiful novel about um, a little girl that's facing her own fears in a lot of ways, right? And her dad calls, see, she was really worried and scared about going to school and she had all these big ideas about what that was going to be and um, was really nervous and really anxious. And she came home having a much, much better day than she had anticipated. And her dad said, paper tigers, thank goodness for paper tigers. And she asks, Susie asks, what are paper tigers? And his dad says, things you worry about that end up being harmless. Wow. Things you worry about that end up being harmless. And a good code word now to identify that for our future. Paper tigers. Paper tigers. What a cool thought. Yeah. I had never really thought about paper tigers. Yeah. I mean... Nice work from the author. I don't know. I don't know if anyone else has ever used that term before, but when we read that, we were like, aha, there is a name for it, or at least a cool way to identify what our feelings are. Yes. We're like going to the dentist and being worried about a cavity being filled when really it's not as bad as we think it's going to be. Yeah. And even one of my friends is going, she's getting braces three times. Three times. After every couple of months, she's getting another pair. She had an expander, a retainer, and that's a lot more work than... Yeah, silly little, silly little cavity. They're going to go in and paint a flower on your tooth or something, I think. Yes. And so going to the dentist... The unicorn. Okay, the unicorn. The feeling that we're having about that, we can be like... I can be like, now, Sat, paper tigers. Paper tigers. It's not as scary as we make it in our minds sometimes. And we can call it back and see it for what it is. Maybe it can take the power out of that fear. Yes. Like, I go near a paper tiger. I'm super scared. Nothing's going to happen. It's just a paper tiger. Yeah, it looks a lot scarier than it actually is because you could take a paper tiger and, <laughs> and crumble it up. Yes. Shred it. <laughs> I know what your next craft project is going to be. Yep. <laughs> paper tigers. <laughs> so I love that. What do you, uh, are there any other instances where you feel like you need to remember that? Mm-hmm. I have to freeze warts. Today. Oh, there's a little wart on your finger. Yeah, it'd be better if we just handled it, right? A little over-the-counter 
medicine, and that includes a little like a little device that makes it super cold. <laughs> and you stick it on your finger, and boom, it's gone. Yeah, takes it care tastes, of it. Kids get those really things well. all the time. Parents get them too. It's no big deal. But it's way better in the tech, you know. There's medicine now that allow us to do it from our home instead of having to go to the doctor. And right now, you don't want to go to the doctor anyway if you can help it. You never really want to do. It's going to be cold, but we're going to face our fear because it's nothing but a paper tiger. Yes. Yeah, I love it. Well, thanks for sharing that with us. You're welcome. And thanks for reminding me, because you're going to have to remind me, too, that sometimes I'm just worried about something. Like paper tigers. Exactly. So one of the things that we recently did, um, because the whole point of this podcast is to let young people and all people know that their voice matters and that their voice can be heard, right? Mm -hmm. So one of the cool things that we thought we would do was start um, a Google Voice line that we could hear... The voices of our listeners. Yes. And we want to know, we want to know what kind of situation you might have been through recently where you had to pull out the paper tigers. And crumple it all up. Yes. So you can give us a call on our Google voice line and leave a voice message. And in doing so, maybe we can help, um, one, give you a shout out on an upcoming episode. Two, share your story of your paper tiger on a future episode, or just get some feedback from you on what you're enjoying about the show. So give us a call at 678-653-4110. We'll leave it in the show notes with your parents' permission. If you're a child or if you're a grown-up, just give us a shout and let us know how you crumpled up your paper tiger. Yep. Cool. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening and have an awesome day. Be brave. And crumple up those paper tigers. Yes. All right, till next time, friends. Bye-bye, paper tigers. All right, before we head out, a quick shout-out to the awesome friends that lent their voices to our vision at the top of each episode. She Sounds Like Me is produced by Creative Catalyst Media, LLC. And as always, if you like what you hear, subscribe to our tribe online at shesoundslikeme.com and find us on social at She Sounds Like Me so we can connect directly to you. Thank you so much for your support, friends. Till next time, take care of yourselves and each other. And have an awesome day. Yep, and have an awesome day. Thank you.